0: Good morning, everyone. Aloha. It's Monday at 11. I'm Jason Schwartz, your host. And this is The Neutral Zone. Welcome to our show. We have a terrific guest today. We have Susan T. She's real interesting. You'll be really appreciating this show. Towards your host, and this is The Neutral Zone, maoinutralzone.com. You can find us on Facebook Live. You can find us at FM on Facebook. You can find us at Akaku, where they have a, a stream of this show. You can find it the next day at com, along with all our shows. We have a special guest today. Um, many of you know Susan, but... Some of you don't, and today you're mm. going to get to meet her. Susan Teton, welcome to our show.
1: Hey, thank you, Jason. It's great to be here.
0: And uh, we're cold in here. She I was know. wondering jacket's okay. I she carry it in my
1: car. <laughs> it's air conditioning.
0: They keep it cold in here. They yeah. want to make sure that we're on our toes. Yep. That's what it is.
1: I got some warm coffee here. Keep yeah, me warm.
0: Susan, how would I describe you? And I oh, was going gosh. to start and say, okay, let me see. This woman is a, an author. She has this organ. How would you describe you?
1: All things food. That's all what I say food. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. My uh, books are about food. My um, website and all my cooking shows are, you know, teaching cooking.
0: Cooking shows yeah. and website. Why don't you show us a couple of things so people can get an idea? Well, mind?
1: I first started out being a foodie a long, long time ago, but I became a professional foodie in uh, 1991 when I went to work for John Robbins. Uh, he was the author of Diet for New America, right, and uh, several other books after that. But this is the first book I wrote, and it kind of is the Healthy School Lunch Action Guide.
0: Healthy Ta-da. School Lunch Action Guide still yes. available for yeah. everyone.
1: Actually, it is, but it you know it was published in 1995.
0: But still available. Yeah. Well, that means you still have yeah. readers and people that. Consider it still current in right. what it's talking about. So, what is what is that about? What
1: well, what happened with John's book and Diet for New America? People were like, "Oh my God!" It was the very first book that was written that tied our food choices to the environment. And to our health at the same time, the the mimicry and in, in, in the environmental issues and our bodies. And so he was the first person to kind of open that door in a big way.
0: So for you out there that may or may not know, John Robbins was an author of a book called...
1: Diet for New America. And he was the um, heir to Baskin Robbins.
0: So many of you heard ice cream. that before. <laughs> right, Baskin Robbins right, 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 ice cream. Right. Yeah. John Robbins, the son, he kind of rebelled against what was going there, it seemed, and was very conscious of food, wrote this book, and so what was missing from that?
1: There was just a revolution in this book, because it it had so much heart, too. He brought in, you know, uh, the ritual of the table and who we are, and we've lost our connection to food, and so it was animal welfare, and it just, you know, brought attention to things people didn't know were happening. What
0: year was this, roughly?
1: Night, in the... Well, in 1989 was uh, the documentary on it, but it was in the early 19, 1991 and 1990. Okay. So I read the book and it changed my life. Thirty and, years ago. Yeah. How could that be? You were a little girl. I know. I was so I was so little. I <laughs> was <laughs> a teenager. <laughs> So anyway, I, I was hired, um, on their organization to write a book about getting healthier food in schools because people would write letters all the time and said, why, why can't we get better food in schools? Why, you know, I keep trying, I keep talking to the food service director and I, I just can't get anywhere. So, um, my partner and I went into schools across the country for a year and investigated this extremely complex program called the school lunch program. <laughs> It is the largest feeding effort in the U.S. It outspends the military and prison systems combined. Wow. And it has a lot to do with um, agricultural practices and policies because you've got like 45 million guaranteed sales every day just for a little carton of milk. So you can imagine the dairy industry, you know, the dairy lobbyists trying to keep the the procedures and the policies and the infrastructure of the funds. So anyway, it's a very complicated program. And it's federally funded and state funded.
0: And the food comes from wherever it comes from, right?
1: Yes, mostly um, the meat and dairy industries. And then the guidelines are written by the USDA, the Dietary Guidelines. And they're written by the USDA. And the USDA is an administrative arm of the government. And they... um, Help farmers too. So they kind of have a dual mission. It's very complicated, like I said. But the action guide, and I think what's key here and might be, um, excuse me, uh, really fun for your listeners, is that we couldn't get kids to eat better. You know, uh, we would go to schools and they would say, "Um, we really want you to serve healthier food. And it's almost like walking into a restaurant and then saying, excuse me, I don't really think your food's very good. Would you serve something better? You know, they would get a little offended because they were proud of what they did, the food service directors. Um, And they said, we try to give the kids healthier food, but they won't eat it. And so we said, let us talk to them. So we took on the same education platform that John did in his book, and we told the kids about how their food choices affected the air, water, and soil, rainforest, topsoil depletion. You know, Um, is that me?
0: I think there must be a phone. Oh, sorry, no yeah, it's a, all right.
1: It's just a little vibration. Um, it's
0: like the Beach Boys.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and so we went into schools and we um, we did a formal study in three schools in the U.S. We did one um, in three different states: Florida, Ohio, and California. And we gave a one-hour classroom presentation to the kids and showed them. Where their food comes from, how it affects the environment, how it affects water pollution, how it affects deforestation, and all of these things that kids didn't know about, but they care about the environment. They don't care about themselves. <laughs> you know, you're not going to say you're going to be healthier, and they're they're like, I feel fine. You know, they don't they don't get that. And so we had a, we did a formal study, like I said, that was very expensive, and we had a higher behavior rate with kids choosing better food options than 16 weeks of nutrition education and all we did was do one hour classroom presentation but the kids were so moved when they were connected to their world to their environment to the aina
0: kind of like now people are kind of waking up and the young yeah the youth are awakening they and, are yeah. And that's great
1: yeah they're understanding so this yeah. was
0: 30 years ago 30 years ago? Yeah,
1: so the book really gave uh, community members the, the curriculum that we wrote. It gave 50 recipes that are bulk recipes for for schools to cook and um, and a lot of other information to really understand the school lunch program so they weren't beating their head against the door. That, Did it you know. get
0: delivered? Did you see changes happening on, no. at the school?
1: No. Some, some, some charter schools. Yeah, I mean, it's really kind of sad Uh, Because the the book was award winning, the program was award winning, but things really haven't changed too much in schools because of this tight infrastructure, and most schools don't cook anymore, except for smaller schools. Yeah.
0: So I'm a little confused. So the the (laughs) everybody is about the school. So here you are. You have a school, and the feds, the federal regulations, tell you what you can serve at lunch correct the menus are designed locally or are they designed designed most of them don't
1: else? cook most of the food is sh- for, the, for we're talking the majority of schools in the US the food is shipped and warmed in cellophane you know wrappers they don't do too much cooking
0: so i remember when i was a kid there was ogden foods they're probably still around or someone bought them
1: that was probably a food service a food service uh-huh. company. company and they deliver
0: yeah. these meals to the school that's what you're right.
1: talking about right yeah but these, most of these, are come from um, surplus too, from the USDA. So. Um,
0: so even the quality of what's coming through is all crappy.
1: Yeah, it's crappy, and it's microwave. You're heated in this plastic containers.
0: Do we have that here in Hawaii? I don't we think do. so. We do. We do. They ship it in here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's really difficult to That's change because the school.
0: I have a friend who <laughs> I know. teaches – he's in charge of food service. Now, I could be side. a little bit so I'm wrong. So I'm going to be interesting to yeah. talk to him because yeah. he's always very conscious of he's got people working hard mm-hmm. to deliver good quality food, and he's a conscious guy.
1: Well, forgive okay. me if I'm incorrect no, 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 because no. there are Sorry. some schools that do cook. Right. Um, and they they do a really good job of it. I know uh, John Cadmet up at um, King K School. He was he was doing great up there cooking, and he had a full staff. And you know he just knew how to handle it.
0: And their for, their food sources are often not local. Is the part that was intriguing. yeah. Well,
1: we ship in ninety five percent of our food. Isn't but, that
0: sickening? Here in Maui, we ship in food like this.
1: Yeah, I said once I was talking to a colleague of mine when we were uh, had a big group looking at the school lunch program here, and I said, "Why? Because there's all these regulations and laws for unions as well. Like you can't cut the apple this many times, and all of these kind of things." Really? (laughs) Yes. And I said to somebody, "Why not? Why don't we just get the money and tell them to keep the food? (laughs) You know, and we'll we'll create our own." But when you you have an infrastructure here that's pretty tangled. So you've got your unions, and you've got um, the USDA, and then it's got state funding and federal funding. And some kids qualify, lower income qualify for a free lunch. And the free lunch is what's reimbursed by the government. And many of these children, this is the only lunch they get or the only meal they get for the day. Whereas if other children have money in their pocket, they, this is mostly junior high and high school, they'll go to the little store and they'll buy a la carte foods. This is the way it mostly was in the US. And so the school really depends on these a la carte foods. It's because it's their little convenience store inside the school. And um, yeah, so it's complicated and it's different everywhere. But there are smaller schools like charter schools that can cook and a lot of them did take on the program. They loved it and they loved the curriculum and they started a lot of science teachers took took on the curriculum and history teachers because it's a new so day. You the know?
0: curriculum is to educate the kids more That's about the environment. It. Yeah. Where? Um, tie it into the environment. Exactly. Where are their
1: food's really, coming from and what does it really mean? Like, I mean, there's 40 acres of rainforest burned and clear, cleared like every hour, every minute. I can't remember this statistic. Just for cheap meat.
0: Are you guys, are, <laughs> many of you guys are aware of that. People that watch my show are yeah. pretty aware. Yeah. It seems. But, um, and if you're on radio, you're not watching. By the way, yeah. we're on KAKU 88.5 FM. Yeah. The Voice of Maui uh, with Susan Teton. I'm Jason Schwartz. You know, when I think about all that you're talking about and the school lunch program, I haven't gone in myself to see myself, but I really find I, this guy in the West, they do cook at this. this is at I'm sure that, yeah. I'm just mentioning yeah, it. Yeah. But the quality of food mm-hmm. and whether the stuff is of good quality, I'm yeah. really going to try to look. But there's masses of kids all over this country that are getting these pre-prepared, heated up lunches that have questionable nutritional value. And I only say questionable because I'm judging that It's a neutral zone now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The the people that are in the uh, position to choose aren't really up on what's going on. Now, we've had some question about different appointments in you know, this presidential regime. But this has been going on for as long as you remember now.
1: It's been going on for a long time. Why yeah. can't
0: it change? What, what kind of influence would make a difference and make that change? Kind of well, possible?
1: economically it's very difficult. And I learned uh, being an activist from some government officials that it's really hard for them to make changes that don't make economic sense. So if you've got a school which mostly don't have a lot of money, most schools don't, and they've already got a program in place that they get these subsidies reimbursed, where are they going to find the money to start cooking really great lunches every day? You know, your private schools do it, you know. But, I see. So but they the need public the schools do it's And it's, if they
0: get the money from the feds in the state, right. they don't have the money to make another choice.
1: That's right. It? They serve, have to serve what they're given. And also, I mean, there, I think the cost of a lunch in a, in a school is like, has to be a dollar or less. So it has to be very cheap, low quality, mass produced food. So like, you know, what's the answer here? Like, we're on Maui (laughs) and we're in the Hawaiian Islands. And, and therein lies the reason that our local food consumption, we have to, as, as, as humans and citizens on, on this island, the single most powerful thing we can do is buy any local food.
0: Local food. And yeah. that also, brought, just by nature of what it is, yeah. is healthier. Much healthier.
1: Much healthier. Well, depending on who grew it and where they grew it. No, <laughs> that's that, another that's whole a story. story. for another day.
0: <laughs> yeah. We can't help but avoid in our local newspaper, you know, we hear Mahi Pono was a yeah. big name we've all heard. They bought the land from A and B. And there was another group looking to buy it before that mm-hmm. that we all heard about but they beat you to the punch I they beat us they. to the
1: punch that was Ina first was the name of our company yeah. and um yeah they beat us to the punch
0: but that's what you really need is uh,
1: land. we had a beautiful plan right a beautiful farm plan too for regenerative agriculture and which was really very doable and um uh, not only regenerative but you know different crops enough that we could actually I mean that land is like the bread basket of the Hawaiian Islands. It does have the potential to feed us.
0: Well, you know, I, I don't want to go too off <laughs> subject, but I can't help it because yeah. regenerating the ground and doing something with soil they've made toxic, that can be done. You know, we had a guest here a couple of weeks ago. You guys have probably heard me touting the fact of this guy Michael Smith and regenerating yeah. the land. Yeah, But if we can do that, and Mahipuno, we hear Mahipono, Everyone's talking about their potatoes that they just grew, right. and yet they had. Someone told me it was Paraquat they used in right. the soil. Is that right. right?
1: That's what I understand. Yeah.
0: Do you guys? Maybe you younger people don't know the name Paraquat, but when they wanted to get rid of marijuana in Mexico, they were spraying Paraquat. Oh really?
1: I didn't uh, know that. Know that was
0: yeah. the, when I heard the word Paraquat. I thought, where did I hear yeah. that before? Yeah so it's a tool so why is that being you always wonder why are they using these
1: you things? know i was thinking that on the way here it's like why when you when you have higher yields with regenerative ag uh, the quality of the soil is much better the quality of your body when you eat it <laughs> the quality of our air water and soil all of it is so much better without pesticides and herbicides so why uh, that's and what I the land had set fallow for almost 3 years which means it was void of you know, pretty much void that doesn't mean it was vibrant and it had a lot of vitality to grow food but that could have easily been done as you learned from Michael too there are there are ways and the technologies are astounding what's coming out of the science and um, these entrepreneurs and and designers um, to really regenerate the so because we know for climate change that the single most powerful thing we can do is is uh, revitalize our soil.
0: I hope all of us hear that, and all of you yeah. uh, home farmers, and all yeah. of you guys. Yeah. All these pesticides we got to get rid of, and there are so many things we can do. But that's for another day. So yeah. you wrote this book.
1: I did. Thirty years <laughs>
0: ago, it's still current. You've been doing things between mm-hmm. then and now. I know. Now, sometimes I didn't know your first name because everyone called you. Calls Chef. me
1: Teton. Yeah, yeah, Chef Teton. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of got you know my my life really changed after I left Earth Save. And um, that's another story, and that's in my memoir, actually, Eating as a Spiritual Practice. That's my other book.
0: Eating uh, as a Spiritual yeah, Practice.
1: Yeah, that's my memoir. But um, what I did is I found that when I did lectures all over the country, people would say, I, I don't know what to do with vegetables. Teach. I- how do I eat healthier? And that sounded silly, but I knew how to do that. So I decided um, I would create cooking shows. And at the time, the Food Network was a big deal, but nobody made their own home you know, cooking shows yet. Now everybody does. So anyway, I created a six-set DVD series on raw food, cooked food, and fermented foods. And um, so that's what I did. And I started a website called Chef Teton and started selling my courses and teaching people how to cook. And then I also coach. You know, I'm a wellness coach and a yoga teacher. So, um, you know, being an activist, I think it's a lot of us, it's like, where do you put your energy and sometimes you just want to dive into the community and give people the resources because, you know, we can all learn what to do, but we don't always know where to go to do it or how to do it in our own communities. And I, and I do believe um, food has so much to do with our environmental health and our physical health That and, and I believe that a healthy community is really revolved around a healthy agriculture system. I mean, that's what builds a really vibrant and not, not just physically, but socially as well, because we're all working together and we're connected to the aina.
0: I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. So let me let me sort of revisit for a moment. If I, I don't know if it's revisit. You guys were just slow on the financial. <laughs> Why did you lose out to the Mahipono people?
1: Um, I believe that they were already underway, because when we really okay. tried to uh, connect with a and B. Um, they kind of, first they entertained us, but you could tell they weren't really entertained. I don't think they took us seriously. Mm. And then they shut the door. Okay. But we, we, we kept on. Yeah. Because
0: I've seen the plans that you guys had. Isn't that, Al Perez had this plan that someone did? That oh, well, that was Maui
1: Tomorrow, um, which they did uh, a beautiful rendering on Regenerative Ag. And it was just really about Regenerative Ag,
0: just in general.
1: Yes, yeah, and, and a beautiful first start, yeah.
0: But you guys had a specific plan. We for had a farm plan, plan. Yeah.
1: yeah. We spent a good year and a half, two years on it, and we were well supported by the community. Um, but we're not done. Ina first, is <laughs> not done. So we have a new project, which will be really fun to um, okay. announce, yeah, regarding uh, climate change and, and maybe in the next few weeks.
0: Well, uh, you're always welcome back here. You thank know you. That. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, this is, it used to be when I would talk about environmental things, um, I was called radical.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, for years they I thought I was radical. And now they just realized, no, the R is right. It's called reasonable, <laughs> rational.
1: I know. This is what my, my family would say. Oh, Susan and her stuff.
0: Yeah. But now everyone is seeing all these things going on with everyone they know and every third person has cancer and every fourth person has all kinds of problems and they roll it all back and they go back to, oh, that's because of corn syrup. That's another whole movie. Corn syrup itself is its own movie. In fact, (laughs) if you go to uh, Amazon right now, there's a show that just got added called Hunters about Nazi hunters, Al Pacino all that. But what's interesting in there, I don't want to give the whole thing away, but it's what they add to the foods that slowly kill people over the generations. It's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. The things that we (laughs) see added to our food is destroying the help of these, of everyone. And then we have to fight. Right. Just to get back to zero, it's pretty crazy. It
1: seems crazy. It's pretty crazy. I mean, you you wouldn't cook a nice meal and then spray Roundup on it before you right. ate it. That's what you I know? mean. And that's exactly. exactly kind of what's happening. So why are we doing it to the soil? Like, I mean, really, why? You know, I don't understand why he. I mean, all
0: you guys out there <laughs> have to really realize we need your voice to stand up. We all think that, and we stand around and we think, why isn't that happening? But all the elections where you get out a chance to vote, get out and vote. When you have some decision to make at the school as a parent, get out and make your voice heard. Right, I'd like to say,
1: um, give a couple of plugs for a couple of organizations. Absolutely. Uh, Number one, Maui tomorrow because a lot of people don't know what's going on in, in the county council all the time. And, and, and I understand. It's really difficult to understand all the issues. But all you have to do is become a member of, and get on the mailing list of Maui tomorrow because they're your watchdog. They will pay attention for you, and you'll know when you need to vote on something and why. You know, So that's one. Um, I also brought Edible Hawaiian Islands magazine. And this is just another issue, but you can Google Edible Hawaiian Islands magazine. And um, did I have a couple? Oh yeah, I have a couple here. But what I really love about this magazine is it's all about the food in Hawaii. (laughs) And there's wonderful articles that are, you know, um, really about our culture here and uh, how food got started. There's great recipes, and there's a farmer's market guide in here. So this is a Mm -hmm. great little resource, and you can become a member and, and get a copy sent to you every year. Or you'll see them around, the magazines around, too. So that's a really great um, resource. And then the third one would be to go to com. Yeah, com. A-I-N-A-F-I-R-S-T.
0: N-A-F-I-R-S-T. Yeah,
1: and sign up for our newsletter so that we can tell you about what's coming, if you're interested, yeah.
0: So you guys remember it again, yep. InaFirst.com. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell everyone in there what's coming over the horizon. Good. Yeah,
1: and then if you want to go to my website and learn how to eat healthy, <laughs> it's uh ChefTeton.com.
0: Well, For those of you that are on radio, at <laughs> C H E F T E T O N. dot com. Grand
1: Tetons.
0: <laughs> were you from there? Where were you from? No, I'm not from there. No, no, no,
1: no. That's another story.
0: Oh, another story. <laughs> yeah. So um, we are going to take a break for some sponsors. My current sponsors are Kama Aina Alone, Cash for Gold and mm-hmm. Harry Eager, who was business writer for the Maui News for 25 years. Oh, cool. It's interesting how we became friends. And Nice. You know, people, it's very interesting. When long ago I was perceived as radical, people that know me know that I'm really not radical
1: at all. all right.
0: And I'm really happy to see that the world has grown up in our direction but it's time to really race to put the pedal to the metal yeah. here cuz our timing, you know, as a planet, we you know, I don't think it's really clear to people how right. urgent this really is now.
1: Well, you know, Dr. Willett, he says, you know, when people say it's radical that you're, you know, eating really well and you're making these food choices, he says, I'd say cutting open your chest and do, doing, you know, opening up your chest and cleaning out your arteries, that that's radical.
0: That's radical. <laughs> So we'll be back with Susan Teton. I'm Jason Schwartz. Hang on. Here we go. The Neutral Zone with me, Jason Schwartz, would like to sincerely thank David Bryan for his support. David was founder and head of school at New Road School in Santa Monica, California, and is the board chair at the Ohi Foundation and on the board for Brave New Films. The Neutral Zone is heard live Mondays at 11 a.m. here on KAKU 88.5 FM, The Voice of Maui. And again on Saturdays at 7 a.m. as well as on TV and on MauiNeutralZone.com.
1: Do you have a non-profit event coming up that you would like the public to know about? Is there an important social issue for which you'd like to raise awareness? Akaku can help you get the word out. You can come in and record a one-minute public service announcement for the subject of your choice at no cost to you. Slots are available Mondays and Wednesdays between 1 and 3. Remember, it's free, so call 871-5554 and reserve your spot today.
0: I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay, I just put some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably
1: made a mistake.
0: Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
1: Saturday night at 8 and Sunday night at 9 on KAKU 88.5 FM, we experience dead air. <laughs> Not that kind of dead air. We're talking Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead music for an entire hour, Saturday night at 8 and Sunday night at 9 with me, Corey Daniels, on KAKU 88.5 FM.
0: Well, isn't it nice when. We're at 88.5 FM, the voice of Maui. I'm Jason Schwartz here with Susan Teton on The Neutral Zone, MauiNeutralZone.com. You know, when I get on this show, sometimes we come up with a laundry list of things that we want to talk about, and sometimes we just sort of organically talk. I think, when I think about why I was having you on, I thought I was having you on because I thought you were a conscious being Mm. who knew about food. But also, in this recent period, I've been just looking at our food scarcity problem. We talk about food scarcity when we could solve these problems right now. Mm-hmm. We have a big group here that's planting. Their yield could be greater. Their mm-hmm. Is there any reason that you see why they're using chemical pesticides when... I mean, it can't be any doubt in everyone's minds they don't want it. Why would they be doing it? Is there some problem? It's a really, that, you know? really
1: good question. You know, I mean, I, I was thinking about it on the way here, and it almost made – I came up with the word addiction. You know, it's like um, the soil is addicted to the pesticides, and so rather – and it's almost like when people are addicted to – a drug or coffee or whatever it is that just keeps this thing going the same as it always is going, but you have to change things financially, you have to get new education, it's almost like going on a diet, you know, when people really want to change, they have to learn new skills, they have to have a new uh, level of understanding and consciousness and education, and then they have to rearrange their schedule, Um, and I know I'm just kind of guessing here, it's like, why don't they?
0: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think that if we've all watched Costco learn. Mm-hmm. They learned that if you don't have mm-hmm. organic products, all the people that are going to buy from you yeah. are going somewhere else. So they've been more and more conscious in delivering yeah. better quality food. You see it at yeah. some of the large food giants. Yeah. Even Walmart. And local. Well, uh, yeah, local and local also.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, maybe their business plan or when they bought the company, they might have had a um, particular projection that they thought that they would make money from, which I know was exporting. You know, when they hired the first farm manager, he really wanted to make these little tangerines or oranges that he was quite famous for. And they peel really easy. And so then they can sell them to the school lunch programs and um, big food service conglomerates because it's easy for people to peel. When we get those little skinny ones, you know, kids are not going to take the time. So I know that that was one particular crop that they already had set up, and maybe they're exporting not visionaries. Mind. Yeah, export mind. exporting. Yeah, maybe they aren't visionaries and didn't see another way.
0: Well, didn't we? I didn't we. Wasn't the purpose of purchasing the land to provide food so we could be sustainable I don't locally? don't think. I don't
1: think that was their purpose. No, no,
0: but I mean, no. wasn't that all of our purpose? Isn't that the way yeah. we constantly we had saw hoped. it played in yeah. the news?
1: Yeah, we had hoped.
0: I mean, wasn't that? all Oh yeah, that was just a big we PR seeing? thing.
1: <laughs> but if, I, it's, I'll ask you this, Jason. Then why do why do people do the same thing when they know they shouldn't eat? You know bad foods and they know they're bad they know you know and some people say well some foods are good and some pe- I don't like to say bad and good we have to have a little balance and I'm like yeah whatever <laughs> but when you they know better but don't do better why when they know they might get ill they might get heart disease they might have liver problems they you know might be diabetic and yet they continue to eat a ton of sugar why
0: so then again Same reason. are we radical or are we reasonable we're being reasonable we know all these things. What they well, do? I think we're do smart. Now. <laughs> I mean, you know the old thing about it's your purchasing dollar that that dictates what they're mm-hmm. going to do. So, do you think we could do that locally here? You think that if we people could cared enough,
1: if people cared enough, and I think a lot of people are just so busy, and I don't want to make that excuse because um, it, it, they just grab what they can right away. You know, so, I mean, I'm still kind of blown away myself personally. I know I'm going to, you know, sound a little idealistic here, but I'm blown away that people eat at McDonald's, especially people that are older, you know, and and that are feeding their kids. But I get I get that it's difficult for them, but that food is really not hardly good quality at all.
0: <laughs> if you were down in Kihei, you would see the life of a location that was Right next to 7 which isn't down there anymore, uh-huh. there was a Kentucky Fried Chicken for years and years. Uh-huh. And then it got replaced by this place called Delights. Fast food, healthy meals.
1: Uh-huh. Didn't make it. Yeah.
0: Didn't make it. Yeah. Prices are too high. And
1: prices are high. You know, so. Yeah, on. because we have to ship everything over here and it's 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 turning around but it's like i said earlier when things don't make economic sense you can't just yank it and change it there's a whole infrastructure that's in place and you know the dollars are flowing from the shipping to the you know to the cost of like what's going into the schools everything's budgeted uh, the it's planned years in advance and you can't just yank it away because it just it would create a collapse right and um, and maybe that's what has to happen, you know, but um, it does, it, you know, if you take it to the big picture, you've got, you know, Mahi Pono and the big piece of land here, and if you take it down to the family that's in their home, they're, they're both big changes. The family's very budgeted. They don't, you know, they have a certain amount. Of time and their parents that are both working <laughs> and their kids just get the, get them some food and get them out the door, you know. So let's get the fastest thing. And I I help some people because I coach them that really I get I get how difficult it is for them. And then other families that have more resources, you know, they might be able to buy better food, hire a cook. So it is hard for people. And if there's something there that's affordable and available and it's quick. <laughs> They're going to do it and worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. So, um, but even one day or, um, you know, making small changes is really important. It's, you know, you have to start somewhere.
0: So give us a place to start. (laughs) What about parents that, are many parents preparing lunches for their kids still at school?
1: I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know.
0: Well, what's a I good think so. meal that they? But could I
1: think prepare? a good place to start is to go to your local farmers markets, go into your your supermarkets and say, you know, where's your local food? Most of it's from California, so your farmers markets. Well, excuse me, let me back that up. Most of the organic food in the in the markets are from California. So if you can go somewhere where we've got local food, go to the farmer's markets on Saturday. There's a couple of them up country on Wednesday and Saturday and then down in Kihei. There's a farmer's market there. Um, And maybe just one night a week or, you know, get your family involved together and bring them together to make meals for each other and connect back to the table. You know because it's such socially it 's so important for our health too to be together and be connected to where our food comes from. I mean, my gosh, you put it in your body, it goes through your you know entire system it's pretty intimate, and so most of us a lot of us myself included at times <laughs> shoveling down a meal when I, you know you 're going, so it's important to connect and to i think families if they can bring their kids in at least even if it 's only once a month. But to um, connect and go out to some farms. And the Farmers Union, you definitely should become a member of the Farmers Union. Hawaii Farmers Union United, and they have a couple of potlucks on the island, you know, once every month. And they're so fun to go to, and everybody brings amazing food.
0: Amazing food.
1: Amazing food. And they always have a speaker, and it's community, and that's a really big part of it. We We need to come together in community over the issues that we're trying to change.
0: Well, can people join the Hawaii Farmers Union if they're not farmers?
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, because farmers aren't going to do well without consumers.
0: So, I mean, at the union level, there the Farmers Union.
1: Yeah, it's not really a union for workers. It's not like that. It's it's just um, like there's the Farm Bureau here Mm -hmm. because they put on the Ag Fest, and um, but they're they're more um, they lean more toward conventional agriculture. And it's a, an organization that's been here for years, and so the farm union is also a national organization, but it w- wasn't represented in the islands. So a group of people started the farmers union here, and it's um, it provides its focus is family farms and small farmers, and educating them and helping them uh, make a, make a living at farming because it's difficult for them. Can you imagine farming all day and then having to find a market for it? Right. You know, it's, it's difficult. So the more that consumers can play a part in this, you, we can't wait for other people to do it for us. We have to, we have to jump in together.
0: That's really important. So all of you yeah. can be a very big part of this, is by looking for local food and yeah. eating local food.
1: Right. Absolutely. And the Farmers Union is a great place to do that because it's every month, you can bring your children, you know, you can eat good food. You can learn about something that has to do with food or what's happening on the islands. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's one tomorrow night. I'm always. Uh, That's wondering. right,
1: up country or yeah, Makawau.
0: Right. Yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, we. I've had. A I really, think
1: Michael's speaking. Is he?
0: I don't think he's going. We just talked about it actually this morning. Oh, I know but who I, think I know is there. A couple of minutes. Who's No, coming?
1: Um, it's uh, Shay and Shan Hodges Oh, okay. that just put on the. Um, Weekend retreat type of thing for looking for different types of investing Which is really important too because here's here's a here's a, a group of people that are looking at the bigger picture Like everybody that's got um, not everybody, but you know market uh, Investments, you know, they have got their their monies in 501 K's or wherever their money's stashed. They don't really know who it's supporting Often, and so they're, they're looking at a refunding and structure so that people can know where to put those kind of things in money market accounts and things like that. No, and I don't explain it very well, but that's what it's about. Well, maybe we should yeah. have
0: them on here. You
1: should, explain. yes, definitely, because they're okay. definitely part of the neutral zone.
0: <laughs> well, you know, the, the name The Neutral Zone came only because I was originally starting going to interview politicians. And then when I came to better understand that on radio you have to give equal amount of time to everyone running. And so if there are uh-huh. nine people in the right. primary, you've got to give nine people time. Right. And I said, no, oh, no, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm going to do values. So we're, we're, oh, nice. we're going to talk about values. We're going to mm-hmm. be a place where we can talk about everything. And we're not there slashing each other. We're right. going to talk about possible solutions. I mean, if if for example there was someone here from someone that was a supporter of using pesticides, mm-hmm. we want to really understand why. I'm not here to really right. slash them. I'm really here to understand the why and yeah. come down to where at what level do we agree? We all want quality food mm-hmm. for our families, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You know where well, we can start to get agreement. That's what this was supposed.
1: To you be know that's now. really beautiful, Jason, because it it duh, It's not we're not victims here. Because we're all playing a part. And I think we need to see that and do whatever we can in all areas to shift things into a more healthier place and a more thriving community and where there's wellness and happiness. And,
0: <laughs> and we don't batter know. each other no. in trying to get to no. a solution that yeah. we all want. Yeah. Especially on an island, you'd think we could solve our problems better right. than everywhere else. Right. But there are other influences. That's what the thing
1: say. that we know is that it's doable. It right. is doable. Mm-hmm. And, and so what part can we all play? And even getting ourselves healthy is, is really important because if we're not healthy, we can't work, love, or play.
0: Now, we're not going to tell you how no. old we are, but we're older folks. <laughs> you know, I'm always looking. At, you look very, very young. When I'm talking about 20 and 30 years ago, uh-huh. and we're still young. That's because right. I've had a partner, my partner uh-huh. Ariel. I've been eating healthy for 25, 35 years, uh-huh. and so I can still do things. And yeah. I'm right over at 70 almost here. But when I watch the young people and I see what they're eating, yeah. and I see th- we t- all the choices you're talking about, they're the ones that are grabbing the fast food. Right. Their parents have had them in school and they're getting the school lunches. And now we have a a whole community of people that really need this more than ever and
1: it's more than physical health it's mental and emotional health as well and we're seeing a decline in the human race you know at a much earlier age I remember reading not just too long ago that they had to open a, a cancer center for children in children's hospital on Oahu and it just breaks my heart to see these young kids going through this um But, you know, we are what we eat. It builds our connective tissues, our organs, and uh, everything, you know, how how we function. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm hoping that this will, uh, to everybody out there, be constantly aware of what you're eating. Mm -hmm. And be constantly aware that you can make the choices. You don't Mm -hmm. have to. Go for the fast food. That's why I asked what do parents provide? You
1: know, I think that the, one of the single most powerful things you can do is get away from highly processed food and preservatives and chemicals. If I was a parent, that would be number one. And there's been too many studies done that show a radical difference in behavior of children when they are off these chemicals. Wow. Food colorings, like red dye number four, can make kids jump through the walls. And I have, I have watched it. I watched my own son, which is the story in my book, is that when he was 10 years old, we put him on an elimination diet, which means now my son is 50 now, so this was 40 years ago. And all we did was take. Did you them. hear what you just said? <laughs>
0: she has a fifty-year-old son. I do. No one wants to believe you.
1: Yeah. No, I'm seventy-four.
0: See, isn't that amazing? Yeah.
1: I mean, that's
0: what I think. It's, it's really a amazing. Product of what you eat. You yeah. are what you eat. You know.
1: Well, um, it doesn't mean we don't have problems, and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean we don't we're unscathed. Um, but there no. is a way to keep the body pretty vital. Yeah. But all what I want to say here to, to kids cuz I think this is so important is all we did was take food colorings and preservatives and the chemicals that are in food. Now we have high fructose corn syrup and and GMO foods. So this was before GMO, okay? And all we did was do that and I took like peanut butter and orange juice and some like foods that he could be allergic to easily. Dairy, that was the biggest one because dairy is all pasteurized. So, when dairy's pasteurized, you can't, you, you don't, it, you're, you're taking away, burning away, heating away the very enzyme you need to digest it. So, it's not digestible for a lot of people. And so, they get, you know, acne and allergies and all that. So, milk was the biggest one. Anyway, he turned into a different human being within two weeks. He could sit still. He was calm. He could sleep at night without snoring. He could study. He was pleasant. I mean, the difference is radical, and people think it's not that big a deal. It's that big a deal. Now, some bodies can get away with it. but
0: Or think they're getting away
1: with it. Or think they're getting away with it. I
0: think that's the biggest thing. I'm just talking personally. I may not notice it, but it can be noticed. Yeah. And if you
1: just, uh, you know, that's that's what I would recommend for people is to start eating real food or read labels, non-GMO and um, without preservatives and colorings, you know, artificial colorings. That
0: makes, that hit my trigger point here again. (laughs) When we were talking about uh, GMO and non-GMO, just the labeling would be a start to give people the choice. Why would someone want to fight labeling? I mean, that, to me, is, like, really, really sad.
1: Money. there, If they have... This is what I, I used to go to all the industry trade shows. If you have that non-GMO label on there, it almost guarantees you 15% more sales. So that's why they want it, and that's why the other guys don't want it. Because <laughs> then people will choose the non-GMO.
0: Right, and, yeah. and the decisions on what the mm-hmm. labeling that all boils right. back to who's influencing a vote i mean we have that's to think correct. About that
1: that's correct yeah we have to pay attention so the labeling the natural products industry is the trade shows that i used to go to because they're all represented by these these groups that are fighting for the labeling you know So um, it's important to pay attention, get local food as much as you can, and just start eating real food. Forget these diets. (laughs) Should I be on the paleo, the this one, the that one? I just like eat from the earth, not the factory, and take out processed foods as much as you can, and you'll be a big step ahead.
0: That's a really big, big thing. Thank you for that. You're welcome. See, um, if I say it, they just laugh at me, but (laughs) when you say it, you're, you're, uh, what do we say? And you have the experience, and you have everything to back it up.
1: I got a lot of years, yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, really, it makes such a big difference. And even in our in our rehabs here, with you know addiction, mm-hmm. you know, rehabs, they used to always um, they would give tons of coffee and sugar to these people that had been on drugs, and their bodies were so void of nutrition and so starving for good nutrition. And so they weren't restoring the physiology of the body. They were just trying to use talk therapy, which is wonderful as a first step. But there are rehabs now that really also address the physiology of the body so that the body is brought back to a vibrancy. And then it makes a lot better decisions from a place of feeling good.
0: I hope all you administrators that are watching are taking this to heart.
1: Yeah, yeah. schools Mm -hmm. would really have a big difference, higher test scores. Of course. Yeah.
0: Well, again, these, we've gotten our world to a mm-hmm. point where the things that we're talking about now, that we talk about so casually, are critical. They're I critical. Mean, they're right? critical. Right. Critical. That means critical. <laughs> I mean, we've, can you imagine that our county council decided that it was important enough to create a climate action committee? That's got to be considered critical. I don't know how many people think that that's kind of casual. That's critical. critical. We already have an environmental committee. Why do we need a, another climate action committee? Uh-huh. Because we're building on the shores, and we know that the waters are going to rise 10 right. feet. What's that about? We know that there won't be a They've key road. they already risen. You know, so what is that? Or we're building a Hilton. You wonder if they're going to drive boats in I the know. front door. It's really crazy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so glad that we're taking it seriously. But we really, I mean, how long does it take? Well, you said 5% food we we only create here, 95% brought in? That's
1: what they say, 90 to 95%, yes, is this Doesn't that make
0: you crazy if you live here? You're like, what, what? We've heard right. this again and again and again, mm-hmm. but somehow we figure down the road we'll fix it, down the road we'll fix right. it. We are down the road. We're down the road. This is down the yeah. road.
1: And it's for our own selves too, personally, you know. It'll it it bring it right into your own family, into your own home. I mean there's nothing more fun than having a great dinner together. You know. Right. And we do have some wonderful stores and some you know, we have, you know, down to earth and alive and well and, and even Whole Foods has, you know, local food and I was in Foodland the other day and they had a ton of organic food.
0: And Safeway also. Uh-huh. I mean, the vendors uh-huh. are really responding because yeah. yeah. they know. They it's still
1: have. from California, but at least it's organic. And um, well, know. with
0: some of the things that you're introducing, and I'm trying to introduce here, yeah. maybe we're going to radically make <laughs> that shift.
1: Well, we'll all do it together. We'll just keep turning the big boat. <laughs> well, and I think yeah.
0: we can encourage some of these large landowners by. Uh, up front yeah. telling them what we were going to do and, and yeah. get the public to somehow respond to help them choose the right things that we will consume here Right. it sure seems like we can do this I just have always am amazed that we so many people talk a good game but when it comes down to it they don't do a good game there are a lot of people that yeah. stand up and talk about being radical or, or reasonable or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it mm-hmm. but then when it comes down to it they're also going to McDonald's, and they're also yeah. buying that quick food in the store instead of buying the right thing. So we have to make this well, a personal thing. I guess there thing. are
1: occasions, yeah. It just, even well, if you just, just start making small, whatever you can do, always, yeah. But being aware, mostly. And isn't it Maya Angelou that said, you know, Oprah used to say this all the time, you know, if we knew better, we'd do better? But I find a lot of people know better, but still don't do better.
0: Still don't do better. Yeah.
1: So then you feel guilty and you don't feel really good and you're tired. And, you know, and I don't think that people really realize, and this is just my experience with working with people one on one, realize how powerful food is. They think it doesn't matter that much. And it really does. You ask anybody that's changed their diet or gone off of certain kinds of foods or started eating healthier, they just go, oh, my God, I feel so much better. I can think straight. They just don't think it's quite as powerful as it is.
0: I I don't know if this is a good example, but probably. I know someone just told me a couple of days ago, they're with their wife, and uh, she had cancer when they met, and she was told she had less than two years to live. And she changed their diet, and it's now 13 years later.
1: Oh, great. yeah, great. So
0: there's real power in making mm-hmm. these changes. It's sad that someone has to get to that point yeah. to make the change, but we can all make the change. I keep thinking the reason I'm healthy is because of all the changes. I have a partner that's been keeping me conscious of this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's amazing. Every time when she serves the dinner, she always points out to me, this was organic, and this was organic. <laughs> yeah. So we all have to really be conscious of what we're eating and uh, not think of it as a back seat thing. It's in the front seat. It's important now. And it's important to, yeah. to support people that are talking about wanting to get the land better and to grow things healthier. Mm-hmm. And we just have to stop being on the sidelines and start being here in the front lines of all this stuff.
1: You know, we only have a
0: couple of minutes till we're off the show. Can you imagine we've been talking an hour?
1: (laughs) It's been fun. (laughs) It's been an hour. (laughs) My favorite subject, yeah. Well, you know, I would
0: like to give you a chance, if there's something that you would really like to deliver to our audience that you think you don't want to make sure you don't want to forget to tell them something that's important. You've told them a lot of important things. Yeah,
1: I I, I think my heart, though, mostly goes out to um, children that... um, are not being fed well, and fed maybe fed more than that, not just not well, but they're actually fed poison, you know, things that are affecting their nerves and their brain and development. And I think that's, you know, if any parents are listening, to at least alleviate, get that kind of food out out of the diets and sodas and things like that because these are the things that really cause diseases, you know, like diabetes and, you know, sugary sodas and things like that. Yeah, the body can handle it once in a while, but it can't be a you know a full time thing.
0: Let's give your websites again, can we? Sure. ChefTeton.com. Right. InaFirst dot com.
1: Right. And then we had Maui Tomorrow, I talked about.
0: Maui Tomorrow. Yeah. And the Hawaii and, and
1: Maui in. Tomorrow is really great because they're the legislative. You know, they pay attention to legislation, which is kind of like, ah, that's a lot of stuff.
0: I've actually had Al Perez on my oh, show. Have, I've yeah. had Lucienne here on my show. Amazing. You know. Yeah, they're great. There's some great people here. And then
1: Edible Hawaiian Islands Magazine. Edible. And this is where you learn all mm-hmm. about local food. And it's fun and different chefs and great recipes. I love this magazine. Comes out quarterly.
0: That's all important to know.
1: Yeah, and then I said the Farmers Union, uh, the potlucks tomorrow night in Makawao. Right. You can go right. on their website. Just say, just Google in Hawaii Farmers Union because I think it's H-I-F-F-U, whatever. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> you'll find them. But well, thank Susan,
1: you, everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Susan, for thank being you.
0: here at the show. Um, I thank all you listeners and viewers for keep checking back. You know, we have a library of shows here with great people like Susan. And go in there and start looking. It's like when you go to Netflix and there's all kinds of stuff there. We hope that these shows live on and uh, can become a valuable part of information for your future.
1: And people can feel free to write me if they have any questions. I do complimentary consultations. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you guys for joining us. We are out of here. This has been a great thing. Thank you much, Susan. My pleasure. And thank you guys for being here. We're Aloha. leaving you. <laughs> Take care. Everybody. All right. See you next week. Aloha.
1: Aloha.